I hope we have an intro by this point. <laughs> at this point, that's going to be our intro. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we have an intro at this point. Um, but in case we don't. I'm Sam. And I am Miguel. Fun fact for you. I did. You know, I gotta let you itch for it. Almost want my name. Itch for it. Yeah, dude. Um, so I got a couple things for you. So one of our listeners reached out to me. To you specifically. Yeah, to me specifically. Oh wow. I'm His name right. is Ethan. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Why you gotta say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> I just understand why it was just you and not me. Well, because he likes me a little more. That's what he said. Word for word, oh, bar okay. for bar. Okay. Um. Anyways. Got beef. Not <laughs> um, Ethan reached out and he said, um, first of all, shout out to him for giving me some ideas. Love it. I love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. He gave me some ideas for like different sayings. So kind of back to our roots here. So I got two roots. And then I got the meat and potatoes. Okay. You know, the butter on the bread. Okay. What do you got? Um, Are you going to shout out Spencer at all? For what? For commenting and being our Utah listener. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are from Utah, so shout out to Spencer. I don't know if you're listening to this one, but if you are, appreciate it. (laughs) Maple Grove gang. Uh, Back to elementary school. (laughs) I know. That was funny when we got uh, the comment on our Instagram. It was like, dude, I live in Utah. Well, dang, there yeah. it is. And he said like an hour drive, which makes sense because we have all these cities in a row, or all these towns, I would say, in a row where our listeners come from. And it's I think it's all just Spencer driving through Utah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but that Tupac and Biggie episode is coming. It is coming. Oh, nice. I just have to finish out the spooky month of October. Love um, it. So that is coming, Spencer, just so you know. Love um it. But, so Ethan wanted to know where these two idioms come from. Cool. Um, the first one is big wigs, which I'm pretty sure oh, we're yeah. familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is who let the cat out of the bag. Ah, uh, yes. Why didn't I think of that one earlier? I didn't. I don't know either. So bigwigs, they have a pretty simple beginning. Um, It originated in the 17th century. Let me guess. Because all the cool people wore wigs. Yeah, actually, that's exactly (laughs) what it was. So um, at that time, there was a short-lived fad of wigs, uh, and wearing wigs was popular. It It was was short? short Short-lived. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I don't know what short-lived. I went for centuries. Yeah, short-lived. Um, and it wasn't uncommon for people to shave their head and just wear a wig Dang. out in public. Like, kind of seems redundant to me. <laughs> I know. And if you just imagine, they had to, it's not like they used fake hair. They used other people's hair. Right. Like, okay. Right. And, and so these wigs, they were rare and they were expensive and they wouldn't sell it as a whole wig. They would sell it as individual strands of hair. No. Yep. Yep. They would sell it as individual strands of hair and they would sell them at crazy prices because you're right. Yeah. And they were not common to find. 
And so it was not uncommon for like lower class people to shave their entire head and make a wig of only a few strands of hair. Dude, that is. So they, you know what that reminds me of? Huh? <laughs> Spy Kids, when that girl, like the jetpack. I don't know if you remember the first Spy Kids. But I'm trying to remember. But the lady like gets like a fucking like jetpack on her and it like leaves <laughs> only like a couple patches of hair yeah, on so, her bald head. Yeah, so imagine that's that. exactly what I think of. And they could only afford a few strands of hair and that's what they would wear. It's just a few strands of hair. You're telling me you shave your head to spend money. Because it was socially popular. Think about Dude, that. I mean Think about the pressure. Or I guess social, been there, I'd almost been peer pressure, social pressure, whatever you want to call it. That's why I don't wear skinny jeans anymore. So yeah, um, big wigs came from where it originated was that, you know, the really wealthy people, they would buy larger and bigger wigs with thousands of strands of hair. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and the larger the wig, the wealthier they were. Just kind of like the higher the heel, bigger the hoe. I thought it's the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. Either way. <laughs> bigger the heel one. The bigger the hoop, bigger the hoe. Um, so that's where big wig came from, is literally just wearing wigs mm-hmm. and the more spending stupid money on it by shaving your own freaking head that you could just grow the own hair yourself. And, you know, yeah, and they were they were pretty they, I don't think your hair would grow like that naturally. So it was pretty curled. Yeah. Um, And it was... Without putting tons dude, of effort into it. I'm just it. imagining like the wealthiest motherfucker out there. Like a giant ass wig and he's like... Sweating I, his freaking balls off, yeah, dude. bro. It's the middle of summer, I'm dude. selling you that much hair. Oh my gosh. And he's probably thinking, I'm the coolest kid on the block. Uh, you only have 5,000 strands. I yeah. have 10. You looked at the new... Big wig, 8,000. So then also, would they all be the same color? I don't know. Also, where are they harvesting these from? Dead bodies. Oh, God. They have to be. Where else would they do it? At that point, just go dig up your own wig, bruh. (laughs) Jesus. DIY. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Five minute hacks. (laughs) How to make your own wig. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They would. They'd be like, so kill a person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go, to, be a go to a senior citizen home. <laughs> oh my god! Find your target. That would be why they're. Oh, that could be why they're white. But I don't think hair loses color. I don't know. I, I think you're imagining them white. I don't know. I think I am too. I don't know that they were actually white. You think I'm imagining things? <laughs> yes. Well, who knows? Historically, they might they might have been bleached white or. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Stained or bleach white. light, like sun bleached. Sun bleached white. I don't know. Because your hair lightens in the sun. I would imagine that they're more of a gray. Yeah. To be honest, back in the seventeenth century, I bet it was. I bet it was hair of Native Americans. I wish I would have looked into that a little more. Why would you say that? Isn't this in England? There wasn't even Native Americans. You said seventeen hundreds, didn't you? Yeah. I don't think U.S. We were in the late 1700s. 1776, baby. When were you? When are you talking about? 1700s. I mean, barely. 
we would have barely been here. Yeah, and got, you said it was short lived, so I get, bet it was. We got really... 24 years to harvest, bud. <laughs> Anyways, uh, don't know where these hairs came from, flat out. Um, so that's pretty much the big wigs. Now, Ethan, he had one more about the, who let the cat out of the bag, and this one was a little more interesting. Okay. Um, so there is two possible theories about where this came from. So some say that there's no origin, that it's just what it is. Um, but the uh, one theory is that it is a um, that in medieval times, livestock brokers would sell smaller animals by the bag or the box. They would sell like pigs, chickens, ducks, smaller livestock, right? Smaller? Uh, you started with pigs? Piglets. Okay. Piglets. <laughs> um, <laughs> pigs are hefty. And they would just be box and you just weigh them by the pound or whatever. Oh. And so dishonest livestock brokers would stuff the bags full of boxes or stuff the bags full of cats. Um, And then once you were home and you opened up your bag or your box, you would let the cat out of the bag or the box. Oh, interesting. Uh, So that's one theory. Uh, The other theory is this one's a little little hard for me to believe, but it, it has some historical backing where it makes it somewhat plausible. Um, this one is the plausible theory of the cat of nine tails. You talked about this a few episodes ago. I did. Do you remember it all? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the cat of nine tails, um, essentially what it was. Oh, how cats have like nine lives? No. Oh, okay. No. So, um, the only reason that it is plausible is because there is some, some uh, writing or literature from the 1700s mm-hmm. describing the cat of nine tails or cat-o nine tails. And what it was, was a, um, a corded rope with three strands and um, a big old knot. Mm-hmm. So after those, after that knot, they would pull those three strands apart. Mm-hmm. And then within those three strands, each individual strand would have three different strands. So you'd mm-hmm. come up with nine. And so mm-hmm. they'd pull them all apart. So at the end, you'd have nine strands, and they would make knots intermittently in them, mm-hmm. and they would use that as a whip on sailor ships, sailor boats. And so any um, sailor that was, you know, uh, not well behaved or whatever, mm-hmm. they would bring this cat o' nine tails out of a bag, and they would whip people with it, almost like uh, um, punishing them. For being, you know. I brought this up. You didn't bring it up, but you brought. You said the cat of nine tails. I can't remember when. Oh. Okay. Um, until so they bring it out and they'd whip them, and um, the scars and marks and scratches that it would leave on their victim's back resembled that of a cat Cat's scratching. Hmm. That's that's the other theory. Okay. Which one do you think is more um, plausible? I would say the juking people out. Oh, you want some piglets? Let me just give you cats. You think that one's better? Yeah, I think that one makes more sense because the cat out of the bag is, oh, you just let every, like, you let the truth out. Okay. Fair I think enough. that makes the most sense. Um, so, another quick little shout out to Ethan. Thanks for the ideas. Keep them coming. Um, so, that was just a little bit of it. Now we get to the meat and taters. The butter to the bread. 
The peanut to the butter. You get it all. <laughs> Why not peanut butter to the jelly? Peanut butter is just better than jelly. Um, and so this is going to be our last spooky episode. This is October. Says you. Possibly, hopefully, our last spooky episode. <laughs> um, and um, have you? This takes place in California. So, Cali. yeah, where some of our listeners are is in California. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, have you heard of the Dark Watchers? Dark Watchers? I have not. That's what they're called. <laughs> Any idea? Take a guess. Dark Watchers. They're not all policemen. I think, all I... That's a terrible joke. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible joke. I'm, good. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> That's staying there. <laughs> and canceled on their 13th episode. <laughs> They can't cancel me. <laughs> um, <laughs> dark monsters. All I can picture is like a lighthouse keeper, but like oh, they're watching the ocean. Interesting. But I don't think that's right. So, or they're watching the redwood. I don't know. Pretty good guess. So let me know what is it. So what they are? Um, well, they've been. In California for a lot longer, and um, where the Dark Watchers live is in the Santa Lucia mountain range, which if you were to find San Francisco and Los Angeles and go directly in the middle along the coast, mm -hmm. that's where it is. Yeah. It's kind of pretty pretty exact central California along the coastline. It's, it's pretty close to right smack in the middle. Oh, okay. Um... And so these Dark Watchers, they've been spotted for over 300 years, um, dating as far back as the 1700s. Sorry, my nose itched. Um, where explorers and voyagers were traveling and exploring North America at the time. Um, and a team of explorers made it up to the mountains. They spotted these dark figures. Um, they were Spanish um, conquistadors is what they were. And they named them um, Los Vigilantes Oscuros, which literally translates to the Dark, dark Watchers. Um, mm. So, as the settlers made their way over the mountains, they felt the whole time as if they were being watched. Um, and think about it. Just put yourself in their shoes mm -hmm. for one minute. Um, you're exploring a whole new continent. You've never been there before. You left your family for months. Um, mm -hmm. You finally touch land somewhere, but you don't know where. Yeah. You know, it's whole, pretty much undiscovered. And um, you're going along this mountain ridge, and you see a very tall humanoid figure along another mountain ridge. So you're climbing up. And in the distance, you see somebody out there mm -hmm. on a mountain ridge standing they're close enough where you can figure out some physical features but far mm -hmm. enough away where you can't see their face mm -hmm. so it's Do you like see silhouettes on us silhouettes yeah mm -hmm. so it's a tall figure estimates or estimates go anywhere from 7 to 15 feet which oh, is so these are like giant giant 7 to 15 feet which is just estimates okay. um they generally wear a dark cloak and they wear a brimmed hat. What? Mm-hmm. 
and they're just what? in the distance. Sometimes they're spotted with with staffs or canes. Um, How did you just like combine like my Grim Reaper and my Skinwalker into one? I don't know. That's pretty intense. Dang. Okay. Okay. Um. Jeez. So. Um. Yeah. These. These. They would wear flowing cloaks and a flowing hat, and that's what they were seeing. It's. It's dated back to some literature. Um. What if it's us who travel in the future going back and watching us settle? It could be. You never know. Although in the future, I don't think it would be taller. I think it would be shorter. What if we're, like, hovering with something? Hmm. Fair point. Um, so with the, with the, we'll call them the Dark Watchers, their faces were, were pretty much never seen. Um, probably due to the distance. Mm-hmm. However, they did move in silence and... You could really spot them out in twilight, during a twilight sky. What's twilight sky again? I was hoping you would know. I just wrote it down. <laughs> All I know is twilight. All right. You want to look it up real quick? Yeah. And then we'll get back to them. Definition of astronomical twilight is the period of time when the center of the sun is 12 degrees below the horizon to 18 degrees below of the horizon. What? So that just means dusk? Essentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so dusk. Period of time before sunrise and Wait. after sunset. Okay. 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 So totally dark. Completely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say that's. Yeah. That's the definition. I didn't expect to get degrees numbers. I'm not gonna lie. I know that's like the precise. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, they were mainly seen around Twilight Sky. Cool. Next page. <laughs> um. I see a picture in there somewhere. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. So. Excited. Also, um. I like to just point out, like, why around the dark hours, like, early morning where the sun's not out, or late at night when the sun's not out, like, why? That's, like, the worst time. I know, but that's so terrifying. Like, we can totally, (sighs) we can just totally go out for lunch, you know, meet you out, noon. I know, like, I don't know. Anyway, I, I wrote Oof. that in here, and it's, um, yeah, I already don't want to be out there at twilight. If I'm out there, like, when it's dark, it's an accident, and if you're coming out because it's dark, I'm terrified. So, yeah. just make it, like, a daily activity. Honestly, though, freaking dusk when bats fly out, God, that's the nearest time. Do you remember when we were at Lake Cascade? We did a podcast about this, but we were at Lake Cascade and we were fishing in the dark and there's bats up there. Oh, yeah. And um, who was it? Gabe? I don't know. He, one of our buddies fucking caught a bat. With their- <laughs> yeah, he, he sent his line out. We, I think we were trying to catch some bass. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to catch some bass. And he was reeling in 
all of a sudden he felt a giant tug, a giant, just a giant bite, dude. And he freaking ripped his line. He was trying to rip a lip so hard, only to find out that it was a bat that ran into his fishing line. It, like, what are the odds? The fishing line is so small, and it just, like, ran into it. Ran right into it, yeah. I remember we were at, what was it, Spring Lake or something up in northern Idaho? And I don't even know what you were doing. You were off doing whatever. You were literally figuring out how to fish. You bird nested your yes your line so many yes. times, and you would like untangle it, and you were like, "I'm going to fish." So then you finally figured it out. So you're after fishing. like seven hours, I am so surprised you didn't give it up, honestly. But <laughs> why? Because I would never. I'd be like, you know what? Screw it. Okay, so let's get <laughs> let's get the full backstory here. Um, I had never fished in my entire life. Yes, you had. Not with that kind of a reel, but okay. we, I had, you had never fished until I took you. Your family took me? Um, I took you. Don't give yourself and all your the family. And my so family what did I there. fish with? I fished with like the little thumb. The, the thumb, like literally the, thumb the most reels. basic reel. You yeah, could. like a super basic bait caster is essentially what it is. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, And so we went fishing up in North Idaho and I bought, I remember it was called the Durango. Um, and it was it was a spinning reel, mm-hmm. um, and I'd never fished with one ever before. And so, I barely have fished with one. Like yeah, I didn't know either. Sam didn't know either. So we went up to this lake. She had a friend over, and I didn't so know much. how to fish with it, so I was just kind of throwing it. Little did I know, you had to release the bail, uh huh, and then finger the line, and then as soon as you send it. Yeah. You let go, and it kind of lets go of your line, kind of sends it out. You can't let go too fast yeah. or too slow. I it... did not know that. <laughs> I did not because I, I didn't even read the instruction manual. We were already camping. Yeah, we had already opened up, so, tossed everything, and just took a pull. I uh, was trying to fish with it. I, I think I remember first, I loosened the drag all the way. <laughs> I do remember. And I, and I sent it out there, and I was like, well, this didn't fucking do anything. This didn't go as far as I wanted it to. Uh-huh. So I tightened it back up, and I think I oh I I did open the bale, uh-huh. um, but I didn't finger it, so I didn't hold it with my finger. Yeah, and then I casted it out, but then a whole clump of I think it was eight fish pound test it, it, came out and it fishnet the whole thing. Yeah, it's just a F- or not oh, fishnet. I'm sorry, bird nest the whole thing, and it took me seven hours. It took me a long time. Literally, I told him to cut it, and he's like. I'm yeah, I untangled the whole thing and then I figured it out. Actually, yeah. it probably wasn't seven hours. It was probably. I'm pretty like, sure you. It was like two it. to three I'm hours. I'm pretty sure. I think it was seven hours because you did it again afterwards, and I was surprised you didn't cut it afterwards. Yeah. Anyways, I think you did it twice. But that's either way, how, that's how I figured out how to fish. <laughs> because I was like, as, as, and then as soon as I learned the finger, you trick were like having all. You were fishing. You were off doing your own thing, just catch a fish. Yeah, I was catching a lot of sunfish. Yeah. So it was it was at the time I was super into my uh, photography. Mm-hmm. So I had my camera with really low ISO, um, and the, but a high exposure time. So it was like two to five seconds. And if anybody knows what that means, that's just um, where you're. It's not letting in a whole lot of light, but your exposure time. So the amount of time the the camera lens is open is a lot longer. So anything that is bright or, yeah, anything that is bright pretty much gains 
brightness in the photo. Because if you were to take one quick snapshot with low ISO settings. You're trying to say you're taking pictures of the sky? Yeah. That was a different camping spot. No, that was the same day. Yes, it was. I had my camera with me. Yeah. It was. Don't do this to okay. me right now. I mean, it wasn't. Did you say you got the... Or if you say you got the Milky Way, then you're definitely wrong. Because no, that was a different one. That I did that there too, but I also did it at the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, back to what I was saying about that trip. I, f- I went looking for you because you didn't... There's no service. You I didn't, didn't have, have a light. flashlight. <laughs> yep. I was like, okay... Well, this homeboy never goes camping. I'm like the most experienced camper. So I'm like, great, I'm going to lose him out in the wilderness. And he has no flashlight. He has no phone. His phone's here. Like, what am I supposed to do? So I go out at dusk looking for him. And fucking heard of bats. I don't know what they're called. A flock? They freaking flew at my face. A murder. A murder. <laughs> like a murder of awful. girls. It was awful. And it freaking, all of them just hit me in the face and was just like, I was like, ah, like screaming. Oh my gosh. You and then found you're me just though, like, didn't you? Hmm, oh, what's up? I'm like, <laughs> it's dark. What are you doing? Get back to camp, you dingle. Yeah, and then I got back to camp and it was awkward. I know. It's awkward. But we had a fire, so that was cool. Oh my gosh. I don't even remember that because it's just, I was just so upset. I was like, dude, I just got freaking more likely rabies from all these freaking bats that <laughs> dude, just you should my get face. tested, bro. There is, well, rabies has a hundred percent mortality sure, rate. I'm pretty sure I would have had rabies by now. It's <sighs> been like years. You never know, dude. And plus, I had a baby. I'm pretty sure they test me for everything. They took my blood a million times. Not rabies, bruh. <laughs> you just gave birth to a rabid baby. <laughs> okay, back to the topic at hand here. Um, anyways, that the legend has it that they are a group of migratory spirits call, uh, that stalk travelers along the mountain range, and supposedly they have a preference on who they reveal themselves to. Um, they don't like super high techie gadgets, like a lot of equipment. Uh, shocker. Shocker, <laughs> right? Um... But they prefer people wearing, like, old-timey clothes. Okay. Kind of funky, right? Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's just the lore, supposedly. Okay. So with all that being said, um, a lot of these tales are attributed to Native American tribes that were living in the area at the time. The, I'm also very sorry if I pronounce this wrong, the Chumash? Chumash? Kumash? It's it's the letters are C H U M A S H people the Chumash that's what I'm going to call them. Okay. Um, they were predominantly in the area where that Santa Lucia mountain range was. So I have a few a few fun facts about their mm-hmm. people. Is that one is that they would trade within other coastline villages and tribes um, by traveling on along the coastline using a canoe. Um, and they those people are really known for their basketry mm-hmm. and uh, mysterious cave paintings. Um, and they also used a form of currency, which it was like strung along beads that were kind of shaven down seashells. Oh, wow. So that was their currency. Huh. 
That's crazy. Fun fact. What's crazy is like we just decide what currency is. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. Some king on a hill decided paper. <laughs> Gold, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Nick Miller. Um, but when I was researching the Chumash people... I found something like really interesting is that they believed in the three worlds. Like which ones? So I'll, I'll dig into that right now. So there is this world in which where we live. Yeah. Um, but there's also one above and below us. So heaven and hell? So, kind of. Okay. Um, so the one below us is that there's two serpents that hold our world together from below. And when they get tired of holding the world together, it causes earthquakes. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then there's also the world above, sustained by a great eagle, and he never moves. Never moves. Um, but when he gets tired, he causes different phases of the moon. Okay. Um, and when he stretches his wings a little... Yeah, he, he creates different phases of the moon. And when there's an eclipse, it's because his wings are completely covering it. And th this was a weird little part that I felt like I needed to add. Um, is that the water in the springs and streams of the earth are the urine of the frogs. Okay, so what are the frogs? I don't know. I didn't get that far. Interesting. Okay. Um... And the best part about this, <laughs> um, the best part about this whole thing is that the Chumash people completely disregard the Dark Watchers. It's not part of their culture at all. But Americans decided if they were to tie it into the tribe in that area, that they would get more, like people would believe it more. So the tribe didn't believe or recognize them at all. Correct. But we say that they did yep. so that it had actually so like when people think of like mysterious things happening in that place but it's tied to a certain tribe that it creates more validity it does i mean i i agree yeah like my brain like i'm not saying that it does but i'm saying that my brain like instantly is like oh yeah that makes sense right wow okay i know right I um love it. but so that's there's not a whole lot on the dark watchers um, they're just these pretty much humanoid creatures mm -hmm. that live in those mountains and they're migratory. They huh. they find people. They they travel they together. Find you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Here's the little photo I have. It's not an, a real picture of the Dark Watchers, but it's a rendition of it. Okay. And now um, we're gonna post this to our Instagram. Um, at didn't anyone mention or yeah at didn't anyone mention? Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't claim any rights to this, but this is. Oh, interesting. So they do have glowing eyes? Yep. And the hat, the cloak. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would say it looks like like a farmer's hat. Mm-hmm. wouldn't Pretty say flat cowboy. Build. Yeah, not like a cowboy hat, like more like flat. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just like a trench coat and like some glowing eyes, like nothing. But they would, you're saying that they would group together? Yeah, the groups of them. Makes sense. And generally, when you see one, you find a few more. Interesting. I 
guess I just don't know what kind of hats, like when this kind of hat kind of became a style, you know? Who knows? I guess I don't think of it going back that far. Well, also, I find it interesting that they have a hat and a cloak. Yeah, in the mountains, in the desert, maybe I wouldn't think as much about it because, I mean, you're trying to protect yourself from the sun to not be damaged, you know, like your skin to be, like, burned. Right. But, like, I wonder, like, if people even, like, cared or... They they probably did. did. But, like, I guess that's what, like, but how would you even protect it? Like, did they even try to protect it? Like, I don't know. Who knows? Um... But while researching the Dark Watchers, um, I guess they're pretty closely tied to shadow people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who they are? Um, I mean, yes and no. Like, I know of them. Okay, so what are they? I'm pretty sure it's just like shadow people, like pretty self-explanatory. Like they just, they live in the shadows and they have to be dark to be able to be out. So they appear as soon as it's dark. So and they can run rampant. Yes, yes, and no. No, um, they they are dark entities, but um, shadow people are pretty much tied to their human humanoid shapes, and they attack you. Um, oh, like in when they get Princess close. And the frog. Yes, but imagine them like in your peripherals. Dude, I can't. Like don't don't imagine it now, but like you know when you move your head really fast and you think you see something. Yeah, that's a shadow oh my person. Gosh, you really just like hit the spot with me. Oof. <laughs> my heart's pounding. Is it? Okay, yeah, go for it. Um. So that's well, yeah, sh- because on my pre- on our previous one, I was <laughs> we had like a little thing covering the mic, like it's like a sound thing, and I set it off to the side because it wasn't doing. <laughs> Thing, and I was talking about skinwalkers, and it was like in the corner of my eye, and I just w- didn't want to look at it, and it freaked me out. It scared you? Are you getting spooked up? Right Shadow now? people freak me out. Okay, well, I'm only talking to them a little bit. Oh, you're fine. Um, but yeah, shadow people are freaky. Yeah, shadow people are pretty freaky. Um, so I guess the dark watchers are pretty closely tied into the shadow people, and the crazy thing about shadow people is that. Across numerous religions, different legends and faiths, mm-hmm. um, they pretty much all agree that shadow people do exist and that they're different shades of the underworld. That makes sense. Um, but there are a lot of different cultures that talk about shadow people. Like, pretty much every culture has a version of their shadow people. I'm only going to talk about two today. Okay. Um, because I could spend like hours mm-hmm. deep diving into every one of them. One of them I think you're gonna know from Supernatural. Other one I don't think you're gonna know. Okay. Um. So, um, I literally wrote here kind of like the one off Supernatural, um, but it, it's a little bit different. Do you remember a gin? Yeah, a gin. Yeah. What is it? Um, it's. It's the one where it's almost like uh, it gets in your dreams. Yeah. And kind of feeds off of your dreams. Right? That's the supernatural one. That's the supernatural one. That's what I would, that's what I think of whenever I hear it. So this is tied into an Islamic version of a jinn, which is 
is it doesn't feed off your dreams or anything like that. It's pretty much human, like you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's invisible. Oh. Um, it's invisible in everyday life. But the jinn itself um, partakes in like wanting to create a family. It can choose whether to believe in God or not. Oh, uh, so it's like... It's, it has it's, these be- okay. it has these beliefs and systems and everything, hmm. but it still has some kind of supernatural powers. Hmm. Um, where if a human were to hurt it, that's when it would possess the human's body, and it would need an exorcism for it to be released. Uh... So it it really doesn't want a whole lot to do with humans. It lives in the same realm, just invisible has a family, it wants to create kids. It can even have kids with humans. What? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is so interesting. Okay. Um, but their their preferred shape or preferred vessel is not a human. It's a it's a snake or a scorpion or a lizard. Huh. Um so there's that one. And one second here. So yeah, they'll they'll possess you. You'll need exorcism to get rid of it. But these jinn are scared of um, iron and wolves. Interesting. Okay. Man, wolves have a lot of things. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and um, so if you hurt them, that's one way for them to just kind of forcefully take over your body. Mm-hmm. The next way is if you are like insecure mentally unstable or unhappy from love or depression then they can take over your body Um, i mean that's kind of like i feel like that's also like similar to like demonic possession right like when you're not in a good place and that's like across a lot of fates that's how you let these shadow people in Mm -hmm. which is kind of wild that is um and the last one that i have that gave me the freaking willies bro is um it comes from the choctaw culture Hmm. it's a native american tribe okay um they're in the southeast part of oklahoma like you know where the panhandle is Mm -hmm. and they i don't even want to say this name dude because apparently saying this name is bad well don't say it spell it um it's called the n-a-l-u-s-a-c-h-i-t-a um and it's called a soul eater or the great black being and it's it's pretty close you said being being okay and it's pretty i thought you said being <laughs> i get it i'm brown bro <laughs> i was like the great ground what uh, yeah i pulled you in just to say being <laughs> well, yeah, uh, was it the great um gambino i just saw it I don't know why I was like, a great bean, what? <laughs> okay, here um, we go. And so this soul leader, the great black being, um, <laughs> if you allowed evil thoughts in your brain, it would take you over. So many people in the Choctaw Nation won't say its name, just straight out of fear. Name. I wouldn't. Don't yeah. risk it, bro. Dude, that's why I didn't. That's why, that's why just spell it. Um, <laughs> Also in their culture, everybody is born. This is another interesting. Dude, I could just spend all day just looking at different Native American tribes and their culture. It's so mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So the Choctaw Nation believe that they're you're born with um, 
let's see, I got my notes here, that you're born with an inside shadow called a shillup and an outside shadow called a shillombish. Hmm. Okay. Um, and upon your death, your inside shadow, the shillup, would go to the land of the ghosts, which is like heaven for the ghosts, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm assuming. However, your outside shadow, your shalombish, would stay and wander and mourn for its home, which was mm -hmm. you. And so um, it would try to follow your daily routines. It would, it would try to go through everything that it could that you did on a daily basis mm -hmm. and try to find you. And it would scare your friends, your neighbors, anybody that wow. would know you because they, they would spot you. Um, they would look like you. And that's huh. where, like, ghosts, like, mourning, mm. like, uh, screams and all that came from was mm. your, um, what's it called? Your shalombish was looking for you. Mm -hmm. But you're gone. So sad to think about. I know. It is pretty sad, isn't it? But instantly, you know what I thought of? Huh? Freaking Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Because remember how he loses his shadow and it's like his shadow's like a separate part of himself? How else did you know how that movie started though, right? I mean I know how it goes. <laughs> that one I lit oh yeah. Are you talking about the disclaimer at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. If anybody watches Peter Pan on Disney Plus now, it's like we do not support anything because I totally forgot how Peter Pan went. But it was like, oh, um, we're doing Peter Pan for like Halloween, so because it was easy first Natural off. <laughs> um, but I did not realize that they had like made remarks against like Native Americans and stuff, and like <laughs> it was it's pretty rough. So if anybody forgot about that for Peter Pan, but what I'm saying is Peter Pan was like almost like he had him his like, personality, but his shadow. Like, they, like, was his own, like, it was kind of loose. Sometimes your memory just astonishes me. <laughs> I just watched it not that long ago. Oh. Well, like, couple regardless, weeks ago. like, your memory just astonished me. <laughs> like, sometimes I just, you remember so much, so many details about something where I'm like. Dude, imagine you trying to tell me I'm wrong. It's rough. <laughs> that is true. You're like, no, this never happened. I'm like. Mikael, I promise you it did. <laughs> Sometimes it astonishes me. Other times it annoys me. <laughs> it's a give and take scenario. You just gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but that's all I have. That's um, cool, though. That's cool. I Shadow people do freak me out, though. It's just, oh, man, I got you. Really? Yeah. Do you have any experiences? I mean, I feel like I have those experiences all the time. Like, Where I think I see something and, like, do a double take and it's not there. Yeah. So it's shadow people. Like, a lot of times. And it's sometimes unsettling. I used to, it was really bad when I was a teenager, but that's about right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I'm pretty sure that freaking house was spooked. The one on Ottawa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Or I think some... it's also, like, like you even said, when you're in a hard spot, like not great things surrounding you like I yeah think that's something just always something that's drawn to like evil or dark stuff like yeah they're just looking for an opening to get out yeah and, you know what and people better... who are happy and strong they're not gonna let you in but people who are sad and not in a good place they're yeah. gonna they're gonna do it so yeah dang that is just whew. 
Spooky. I got chills. They're multiplying. Good. Yeah. <laughs> think about that next time you want to do a spooky one. Maybe it won't so, be anywhere spooky for a little bit. Yeah. Next time it won't be so spooky. It'll be a... Uh... We got November. We'll see. We got Veterans Day coming up. I guess that's one that we could maybe look into, but... Yeah, we could do a Veterans Day one. But, whew, that's a loaded, loaded question. I feel like military, stuff like that. What did I see? I think I saw something about military where it was like, where like people will see like things over in other countries. Yeah. And that's spooky. Yeah, that is spooky. Well, and it's like, do you or you like? You're freaked out. I mean, you were literally fighting for your life. You're hoping to just survive. Yeah, I could see your imagination or like your brain just like coming dude, after you. Sometimes I just think of you like you maybe not drinking enough water, not enough food, your extreme temperatures, like yeah, maybe got some crazy like bug just sucking off of you, or you never know, you know. I hope there's a bug out there doing that. <laughs> <laughs> a bug giving you a disease <laughs> Dude, sometimes i'm just thinking like the 1940s like world war ii i guess it was late 1930s mm-hmm. um everybody was being drafted like i can't even imagine what what a crazy time what a crazy time like and i think that's so overlooked now it is because nobody's had to deal with it all those generations are like dying they're not around. Yeah, they don't realize just how fucked up it was. Like, you pretty much got a letter in the mail. Saying, like, say goodbye. Say goodbye. Like, you're you're going. Yeah. And you had no choice. Well, then it's like, what, women now, right? What do you mean? Did it say that women can be drafted now? I don't know. I think I saw something about it. Or maybe um, somebody, like, saying, like, please, I hope not. But, like... Also, there's no, um, if that is ever going to be the case, they're never going to, they can't take both. You know? There's I, I feel no like, way yeah. that the United States is going to take, okay, well, we're going to draft men. Well, we're also going to draft women. And if your household is a man and a woman, you're screwed. Like, that's, that's never going to happen. They're going to always say, like, you have to have one. Yeah, I think if you if you previously served, you're probably I don't I, honestly I have no idea how this whole thing works. I'm pretty but, sure if you're previously served and you're still in like able to be in active duty, they'll take you first. Yeah, but like, yeah, the people that are in active duty plus reserves, those guys are going first, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what happens next. But like in the just, it must have been such a crazy time. But also like patriotism. Was at max an all time high. Well, think about like. But like, how did it? How did it get to football season? People during football season they go crazy because their teams are fighting to win. They want to win. Patriotism is obviously going to be high during war because we want to win. We want to be successful. God, I hope so. Back to back champs, bro. We are. But, like, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, that's why patriotism would be so big. Because you're like, please win. Let's win. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I don't know. It, it, it sucks to say that I think we almost need something to happen for to get patriotism back. Because, like, everybody's saying how much they hate America. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. 
And I think it's also because of where we live at, right? What do you mean? We live in one of the most conservative states in the country. How, imagine going to like New York. That's what I'm saying. Or like I, I think know. there's a lot of differently ran places. Yeah, I don't know. Myself, I don't think I'm that conservative. Mm-mm. Definitely a little more conservative, I would say. I don't know. I just mean like we have like the craziness and we're not under big things all the time like here in Idaho, you know? True. Like New York's always under a public eye. California, Washington. Yeah. Some of these other places are really under like a big eye all the time and that can be a lot for politicians. Like True. They're people I mean it's just I mean they are hard. like managing millions of people, but Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Anyways, this uh also, one of these days, I want to cover what's happening in Palestine and Israel. Yeah? Kind of, yeah. So, let me know if you want to hear that, because mm-hmm. I'd be more than happy to kind of go over all the facts of what's happened, yeah. because there's a, I mean, there's a lot of misinformation out there, but also even worse is that there's a lot of uh, uh, death happening, mm-hmm. which is pretty Real unfortunate, sad. yeah. Yeah, I agree. But that is that is all we have for you guys today. Um, we'll yeah. see you guys on the next one. See you on the next one. Is she? I hope she's just.